Hello and welcome back to another episode. Today we're continuing our discussion on real estate and today's topic is what entity structure should I have for a rental property. Now again, we have talked about real estate for the past couple of weeks. If you haven't checked out those or you want to see all of our episodes and blog posts on real estate, you can you can go access our ultimate guide to real estate taxes. Just go to taxsavingspodcast.com forward slash real estate. But today we're going to be talking about entity structure when it comes to rental properties. Now before we get started, I just want to say this is not legal advice and it's simply based on my experiences and what we see clients do. So I definitely recommend checking uh, with your attorney, running this past them. Work with both your attorney and your accountant to find that perfect plan that makes sense on both ends. But I do want to just give some general advice out there again, not legal advice, just based on my experiences and what we see clients do. So first question is, what do I need to know about entity structures for real estate? Uh, Again, just off the bat, I want to say you should always consult an attorney when it comes to entities as they can advise on the legal side. But today we're going to be talking about the tax side of it. And I want to be very clear, very rarely will using an entity for your rental property create tax savings. But I will say that using the wrong entity could create some tax issues. So creating an LLC or putting your business or your rental property in an LLC doesn't necessarily create tax savings, but it can, but by, but, but choosing the wrong entity could create some issues. And traditionally, we see clients use an LLC that is separate from any operating business for their rental properties. As an attorney can talk to you about, the reason for an LLC typically is meant for liability purposes, not necessarily tax savings purposes, as we talked about. And I also want to be clear here that if you're an ultra-wealthy, we may dig deeper on asset protection strategies with your attorney, but the normal rental property investor we see clients uh, that we see clients are typically utilizing an LLC for that rental activity question that pops up a lot because we talk about S-Corps here. We're working with a lot of business owners. We're talking about S-Corporations. Question pops up, should I use an S-Corp for rental properties? And and, and we talk about this, the main advantage of using an S-Corp is to avoid self-employment taxes. However, with a rental property, it is typically not going to be subject to self-employment taxes. So therefore, we would rarely use an S-Corp for a rental property, but we would generally use one for the following real estate activities. So if your income was about $50,000 or more and you're a real estate agent, a realtor, or a broker, if you're a developer or a fix and flipper, we may look at an S-Corp for those activities. But basically, any real estate activity that would be subject to self-employment tax, we would maybe look at an S-Corporation. But your typical rental property that's not subject to self-employment tax no need to look at an S-corporation for that. The next question we see pop up all the time is, should I set up my own management company for to manage my rental property or rental properties? And generally stating, it does not make sense to set up your own management company for your rental properties. And the reason is that when you have a management company, that income is now subject to self-employment taxes, where typical rental properties are not because they're considered passive income. So why bring on the potential of self-employment income? That's a good question. Now, there are a few reasons when a management company may make sense. And I say may make sense. And that would be if you're looking to take advantage of retirement plan funding or high medical costs or et cetera, using rental property income to do that. Uh, Because typically with rental income, you cannot use that to fund a retirement account. But if you have a management company, you can utilize that income to fund a retirement account. So again, Traditionally, we're not going to say set up a management company for your rental property unless you, you know, 
you you're in many other properties or you're managing other people's properties that you do not own, then you may want to revisit this and look to see if it makes sense. But traditionally, we're not going to do that unless you want to take advantage of, of funding a retirement account, you have high medical costs or something like that, then you might look into a management company. But traditionally, we're not. We, we wouldn't want to change passive income or income that's uh, not subject to self-employment tax to being taxed, uh, getting hit with that self-employment taxes. Next question says, should I rent my building to my business? And I actually just just went through a scenario like this with one of our tax minimization program members. They were asking about this. And generally stating, we would recommend that if you are a business owner and you own the building that your business operates out of, that you set that up as a, a separate LLC for the property. And as an attorney can let you know, this is generally for asset protection. So basically, you would have an entity for your business and then an entity for your property, and you would rent the property to your business for that business use. Now, you would want to have a lease agreement in place for this and have proof of a reasonable rental rate and all those things. And there are some self-rental rules that we discuss in our tax minimization program that you also want to be thinking about. But traditionally, generally stating, you will want to, if you if you have a business and you have a building that you own as part of that business, you traditionally will want that building in a separate entity. So let's kind of summarize what we talked about. I know we kind of talked about a lot of things, but let's summarize it. In general, everything we talked about today is something that you should also be discussing with an attorney to make sure you have the proper setup. Depending on your income and specific situation, this will look completely different for everyone. So this is a general kind of typically what we're seeing out in the marketplace. Now, there is a lot of asset protection items that come into play when we start to talk about entity structures. So if you hire a high net worth or you have a lot of activity, we're going to want to dig deeper on this. This is more for those general ones. Now, for your average, everyday average rental property owner, we have some general statements. But again, we should be talking to a legal professional to go through your specifics. So here's the here's for your general real estate rental activity owner. Here are some general items that we typically see. Use an LLC for a rental property. Do not use an S-Corp for a rental property. But you would use an S-Corp if your profit is high enough for uh, if you're a real estate agent or a broker, if you're a developer, if you're a fix and flipper, et cetera, you might want to look at an S corporation because now that's not really rental activity. That's going to be activity that, that's subject to self-employment taxes and an S corp may make sense for that. Uh, traditionally, setting up your own management company does not make sense unless you're looking to fund retirement or if you have high medical costs or something like that. If you have a building that you use for your business, set it up in a separate LLC and rent it to your business. Again, these are all general statements, not legal advice, so be sure to contact your advisors to make sure what makes sense in your situation. But we did want to put an episode up about this because we see these questions pop up all the time. We see these types of things pop up and there's a lot of confusion around it, so we wanted to get some guidance and at least some direction and some context that people could use to help make their decisions. So um, as we talked about, this is just one episode, uh, one blog post that we did, an entire guide we put together on real estate taxes. If you have not checked out our other items, do so now. You can get to our ultimate guide to real estate taxes by going to taxsavingspodcast.com forward slash real estate. And again, we also want to talk about that within our tax minimization program, we have a specific section related to real estate and rental properties. So be sure that if, you know, our tax minimization program, again, 
is this idea and this roadmap and journey from taking business owners from paying too much in taxes to helping them pay the least amount in taxes legally possible. That's a long journey. There's a lot of things that we're going to implement along that way that we go through everything within our tax minimization program, but real estate fits into that journey as well in certain areas. And so we have a whole section on real estate in there. Uh, so if you have not checked out our tax minimization program, go so go go there now. Go to taxsavingspodcast.com forward slash tax. Again, with Within our program, we have a library of tax strategies, implementation guides, videos, downloads. Um, we have a couple cool bonuses, including our Ask a Pro, which is unlimited email access to our team for those general tax and accounting questions. We kind of call this our accountant in your back pocket. We're here along this journey. As you go from paying too much in tax to the least amount of tax as legally possible, we're kind of that accountant in your back pocket to help guide you, answer those questions that pop up along the way, and so much more. So again, check out our membership at taxsavingspodcast.com forward slash tax. Now again, this is uh, one episode in our real estate series. Just a couple more left. We're, we're almost finished with this, but I want to have everybody thinking about this seriously because this is going to play well and and is oftentimes real estate can be a great tax strategy, not only an investment strategy, but can also be a great tax strategy in your overall picture and plans. So be sure to check these out. Even if you're not into real estate yet, listen to these series, go through this series so that if the time pops up, you know what's available to you out there, or it might spark some interest in being like, hey, we might want to look into this. So again, thank you for listening to another episode, and I will see you all next week.